Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. I know we're all busy, but um, I am always honored when someone's carves out a little bit of that precious time out of their daily schedule to spend some time with me. First, I want to just say thank you all for sending the emails to let me know what you want to hear. So over the last few months, I've been bringing to you different franchisors to give you a little bit of an idea of all the industries that are represented in the franchise model. Like I say, it's not all just burgers and fries, and we've brought you everything from a uh, a in-home fitness um, butler to wedding gowns. So, and there's so much more than that. So, what you've been asking me is, that's great, Linda. I love hearing about the different concepts, but what do we do with that? What information is it that I need to be looking for if I'm considering looking at franchising, looking at buying a franchise? What information is out there that uh, I need to really consider? Because if you haven't looked at franchises before, you don't really understand what all of the, the moving pieces are that go with that. Um, just a little bit of my background. I was in banking for 30-something years, and I left in 2004 looking for something uh, more purposeful. I didn't know what that was, but I wanted to do something that made a difference. And I'll be honest with you, if I had been introduced to the franchise concept in 2004, I can assure you I would today have multiple franchises because I love the model and it totally sets you up for success. So I became a life coach, business coach. I ran and founded and ran um, many women's, business women's networking groups. In 2016, um, I lost my husband. So at that point, I went to my financial advisor and he says, Linda, what are you going to do? I said, you know, I don't know, but I do know one thing. And that one thing is that I'm not done. I still want to do something else. He says, what is that? And of course, I didn't have an answer for him. I, I had no clue. So he introduced me to a friend of his. And that friend became my mentor in, uh, to become a franchise broker. What I found was that as a life coach and a business coach, the conversations I was having with my clients was, so what are your skills? What is your passion? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? And at the end of that conversation, I would say, now, 
Why don't you go out and try to find that? So as a franchise broker, conversation is the same. What are your skills? What is your passion? And what do you want your lifestyle to look like? And at the end of that conversation, I can open my portfolio. We can see if there's something there that fits. So that is a little bit about how I got here. And I love the franchise model. But I'll tell you what, there are so many people out there that are thinking about starting their own business. But I'll, I'll tell you, few of them actually have the ability and the expertise to run all aspects of what it takes to run a business. There are so many moving parts, and you don't even know what those moving parts are if you've never run a business before. So tapping into the extensive knowledge and the expertise of a franchise is a sure way to to tap into a success factor, if you will. So franchisors, um, and I, I say this many times, that it's like a plug-and-play kind of thing, um, they have a plan for launching the business. They have a plan for operating the day-to-day once it's launched and it's up and running. They have a plan for your day-to-day business. They also have a plan for growing your business. Now, if you're a brand new entrepreneur, I can assure you that you probably don't have the skills to do all of that and all of the components that it comes that it, that it takes to make all of that happen. You see, they've already created operation manuals. They've already created if you if this particular franchise concept requires employees, they all, they've already created employee handbooks. They have already created the training manuals. And and they will train you on marketing and operations and accounting, technology. Many of them will have technology that you plug into to make your system run smoother. They also have training in the specific area that the franchise focuses on. Many times you can get certified in certain areas through that franchise concept. So you want to know what's next? How do you get started? What, what does that conversation look like? So let's go through that. As a franchise broker, I really rely a lot on my life coaching skills because there is so much involved to make sure that this is the right franchise for you. It is not always about the industry. It is more about, does this fit in to your life? Because if it doesn't fit into your life, then it will, it will create upheaval in your life. And that's the last thing I want to do. So what I start with is just getting to know you. you know, what are your skills? Back to those questions. What are your skills? What have you done before? 
What, what jobs have you held before? Which ones did you like and which ones did you not like? What is it that you, that you really love doing? Do you have a passion? Is there a certain passion you have? Do you have the passion for helping kids? Do you have a passion for helping the elderly? What is your passion? And what do you want your lifestyle to look like? That means, well, what that means is, do you want to have a brick and mortar? Do you want to have, would that fit into the lifestyle you see for yourself? Where you have to be there to open the door at 9 a.m. And someone has to be there when the doors close at 6 p.m. And they have to be open that whole time. Is that a lifestyle that fits for you? If it does, that's great. Then we know where to go from there. If it doesn't, if you prefer something that you work out of your home office or you work out of a, um, like a Regis um, office suite, then that's great. So now we know what to look for. So we can't move forward until I know more about you. We need to talk about the investment, not just the money, the dollar investment, but the time investment. How much time do you want to work in this? Some concepts allow uh, absentee owners. Sometimes, some will say that you can be semi-absentee. And some say, no, you have to be an owner-operator. Start scaling down those concepts that best fit you. Instead of you going out on the Internet and trying to wade through these thousands of concepts out there, to only to find out you've spent all of these hours and none of them actually fit what you had in mind. That's the kind of work I do. I make sure that I do that for you. And also to let you know, as a franchise broker, you don't pay me to work with me. And the franchisor pays me out of their marketing budget. How does that impact you? What that means is whether you go to them directly or whether you work through me, you will pay the exact same price. So it is, and many times a broker can help to negotiate maybe territories, uh, something that you wouldn't think that you could do. So uh, the next thing is about your expectations. If you leave your corporate job on the first of the month and you open your franchise and you're expecting to get a paycheck at the 15th of the month, those are not realistic expectations. So we need to make sure that we manage those expectations. And that's what I'm here for. I also help you to be more strategic with your approach to this. The way I see it is franchising can either be a living. What that means is you, you change, you leave one job and you start your franchise and that franchise becomes your job now. There is nothing wrong with that. 
However, it will not make you a lot of money and you will not be able to retire with one franchise that you are doing yourself. There is also the lifestyle. You can create a lifestyle. I like to say this is where you change your zip code. This is where you improve your, your, the way you live. Maybe you buy that nicer house. Maybe you put the kids in private school. Maybe you start saving, in, uh, adding to your uh, retirement fund. So you can start doing this once you create a, you look at this as a lifestyle. So what we may do is considering, consider adding another franchise to that. The way I look at doing that is adding a complementary franchise. And that's something that can help you grow your existing business as well as launching your, the, the next franchise that you take on. And the final one that I enjoy is building a legacy. So what this means is that you have, you have more than one franchise, you have a bigger vision, and you're expanding and you're growing and you're creating something that you can either one day sell and go buy an island somewhere or you can leave it for the kids. So there are a lot of different ways to look at franchising. Um, and another thing that I do for my clients is I stay on with my clients for three months after they have opened their doors as their coach, because I want my clients to know that I'm there for them. I've been the recipient of, make, of looking up and the person that sold me something is gone before the ink is dry on the contract. And that is not who I am. I am more about um, making sure that the relationships are built. So what I want to do today is I want to take an industry, because as you've been asking these questions, I want you to know what the information I can pull for you and that we need to be looking at. So today, I have chosen the water restoration industry. One of the first things I do is I look at the industry itself. I don't look at the franchise, I look at the industry. So this is some information that I have found about the water restoration industry. It's a $210 billion industry. It is close to a 4.2 million. There are close to 4.2 million homes that are at risk for damage caused by hurricane storm surge and flooding. I live in Houston, so we know that there are more and more um, hurricanes each year, and there, the, there's more chance of storm surges. But you know something else that, that I'm noticing is there are other parts of the country that are having flooding issues. Uh, just recently, I want to say it was Minnesota, but please don't quote me on that, where there were several dams that broke and flooded the city. So these are all um, really acts of, uh, of nature that, that cause flooding. Um, most water restoration companies charge an average of $2,500 for a simple 
dry up job. So that's where they come in and they put the big fans in there. Maybe they rip up the, the carpet, but they charge an average of about $2,500 to do a simple one. So maybe a simple one to me would be maybe if you're, if a pipe burst in the house or maybe the hot water heater overflowed or something. So $2,500 would be a simple one. Now, but this is the interesting part here is that their profit margin on a simple job like that is 75%. Now, friends, I have to tell you that a profit margin for one job being 75% is unheard of. It is unheard of. So that means after they have paid the, the guys to go out and do the drying and they have paid for the equipment, they have paid for the gas to get them there, all of those expenses, 75% of that is profit. Now, on top of that, if there's any build-out or if there is any uh, maybe, maybe uh, sheetrock damage or maybe they do have to rip out the carpet and the padding, the, the average cost of, for something like that is going to be uh, $10,000 and up. And their profit margin is about 50%. Now, 50% is no slouch either. But you see what we're talking about here when we're talking about an opportunity, maybe in an industry that you hadn't even thought of, water restoration. So I'm going to, I'm not going to, I cannot tell you the name of the company because I'm giving you information that is right off of, of their, um, their summary. And, but I want you to know the information that I have access to. And you're going to find, I've said this so many times, that every single franchise is different. And as I start spotlighting franchises and giving you this information on their back office that we need to be looking at when, when we're presenting or you, where you want to have a conversation with them, you'll see how different it is. The very first thing that I look at as a franchise broker is their retention rate. I am not going to show you, and trust me, there are franchise concepts out there where their retention rate is 30%. What that tells me as a broker that 70% of their franchisees fail. They fail. Only 30% make it. I'm not going to show you that franchise. I am not going to set any of my clients up for failure. This particular one, this water restoration company, the retention rate is almost 90%. I feel good about that one, especially since they have been in business for 24 years and they've been franchising for 20 of those years. Now, they don't have a lot of franchise units out there. They've got less than 50. But also, what that tells me is their growth is slow and steady. They want to make sure that they grow at a pace where they can support 
their franchisees. I've seen many that will just open up units all across the nation, and they can't support that. They don't have the infrastructure to support a flood of brand new franchise owners. Another thing I look look at is the financial information for the franchisor. Are they financially successful? And this one had a net income of over a million dollars. So that tells me, okay, above the money that they, that they, and their expenses for growth, for um, training and everything else, above all their expenses, they're still making money, which is good, but they're not making crazy money, which would tell me they're probably not putting it back, not necessarily putting it back into their owners. So, Here's something else. Let's start talking about breaking it down. So we say, okay, this one looks pretty good. Let's look at this one a little bit deeper, Linda. What is this one all about? Well, let me see here. So they talk about it being a multi-billion dollar business. Uh, This particular one does residential and commercial, and it's great to do both of those. Um, they are, they also go into mold remediation, um, where, you know, especially down in the South, it it is so humid down here that you have to have, um, experts in mold remediation. Uh, they do demolition if need be, debris removal, carpet cleaning, Um, They have carpet reinstallation if it's needed. Like I was saying, you may have to rip out the carpet. Um, They also have an arm that is fire and smoke services as well. So they can go in and uh, take care of any smoke damage that's been done. Remember I said earlier that what the franchisors do is they offer a lot of the services services that that it takes to run a business that you may not necessarily be good at. You may not even know that you need it. This particular one offers their franchisees um, an, the, the, the services of not needing. So what they offer provides you an opportunity not to hire an office manager not to have an assistant office manager. You will not need a receptionist or an answering service. So why is that? Well, that's because water and restoration is a 24-hour job. So they offer a business line 24-7, 365, where they can take those calls and then they can field them out to the person that that is in that area that has that territory. They also offer um, in-house bookkeeping. So you don't even need a bookkeeper. They take care of that. Many of the, um, many of them also have, well, they all have a certain amount of training. And again, that varies 
so much from one to the other, depending on the industry, depending on the franchisor. This particular one offers 18 days of training. They usually have it split up. So they will have a couple of weeks of certification program training. So like I mentioned earlier, some of them will offer a certification program, which, which is not only providing you education in an industry that you may not have any experience in, but it also provides you with a certification that sets you apart from some of the other competition. They have five-day course in water damage and structural drying. Um, they have a four-day course in mold um, remediation. Now, besides the industry training, they also have training on, um, on the marketing, you know, how to use those marketing tools, um, how, to, how to reach out to customers. They, they teach you about the networking. They teach you how to build relationships with those that can be great referral partners. So what do I mean by that? So creating a relationship, building a relationship with possibly an insurance broker, that might be a really good referral partner. Because if one of their clients has a flood, then if you've got a relationship with this insurance broker, then the client is going to say, who do I call? You want people to pull your business card. You want people to forward your information right away. So building those relationships are critical to the success of a business. And these franchisors, they teach that to you. But this is something that is an area of expertise for myself. I've written a book, um, your, hand your pot of gold is a handshake away. And that's all about referral marketing. So that's another reason I stay on with my clients for three months to help navigate some of these, um, these unfamiliar waters. So that's a little bit of, um, it gives you a little bit of a snapshot of what they offer. Now, you want to know, Linda, how much is it? That's always the question, right? Well, with every single franchise, it's different. With every franchise within an industry, it's going to be different. So this particular one has suggested that the perfect formula for them is that, um, that you, you would need to have a minimum net worth of 170000 You would need to have six months cash. And, and some of that is cash to um, run the business. Some of that would be cash to live on. So everybody's living expenses are different. They're suggesting the six months is anywhere between $35,000 and $50,000. Now, there's a franchise fee that is involved with every franchise. 
this particular one, the franchise fee is $39,900. There is also, I did notice on this particular one, that they have, uh, they have a discount for, for veterans, and it's a flat $15,000 discount. That is off of the franchise fee. So the 39900 if you're a veteran, you would take 15000 off of that. I'll tell you, that is a huge discount. I don't usually see discounts quite that high. Yes, there are royalties. This is another area that is very different with every single franchise out there. The royalty is 8%. So this is 8% of the gross revenues. So this is, this, the 8% is the royalty that you pay to operate under their brand. There's usually a requirement for advertising. Um, this particular one, uh, there's national advertising, which is 1% of the gross revenue. And local advertising is 2% of the gross revenue. Each one of them is going to have different ideas of where that money needs to be spent and what that advertising looks like. This one doesn't give me any more information than that, than the percentage, but that, that is something that they will, they will train you in is how to spend that 1% or that 2%. Also know that the that the corporate office is doing training as is doing advertising as well. And all of the other business owners, all of the other franchise owners, they're doing their their fair share of advertising as well. So if someone in your area sees the national advertising campaign and calls the national, uh, the corporate office, then you'll be getting that, the benefit of that. Uh, this particular one, remember I talked about whether it was a passive ownership or semi-passive. This one says passive ownership is not allowed. Now they go further to describe what passive ownership is. So passive ownership to this particular water restoration company is the owner is working 15 hours or less per, um, per business week. So what they're saying is you have to work more than 15 hours per week in this business. You can't step away from it. You can't give it to somebody else. You have to spend 15 hours a week in this business. I have to tell you, if you have another job right now and you want to start this water restoration company, I am sure you could carve out 15 hours in a week to spend on this. So this is, this is a little glimpse of some of the things that we would be looking at as we're looking at franchises and as we're comparing them. And again, 
what I do is I go in the back, I look at the numbers, and I want to make sure that I show you something that, one, the territory is available. That's another thing we have to think about is what does that territory look like? And is it available? So this particular one, it, it shows the states that are available. Many times what they will say is they provide, um, when you purchase a franchise from them, then that includes a territory of, I'll just pick a number, um, a, a territory of a half a million people. Sometimes that's split up by zip codes. Sometimes it's split up by um, the city. Sometimes territories are not involved. Sometimes you, you, it is a business that the territory doesn't matter. Think about this. If it were a recruiting firm, a staffing firm, territories may not, may not exist. If you have... Um, in a staffing firm, maybe you have a client that needs um, that needs a particular executive, and they're located in Houston, but the executive is located in Seattle. More than likely, you would be able to contact that executive in Seattle. So I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a real quick commercial break here. I want you to think about this. But when we come back, I want to give you an example of how I worked with a client that came in with specific ideas of what they wanted to have and how I put them in something they never would have even thought about. So we'll be right back with more from All Things Franchising. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day -day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, Linda Biastetos is your host on All Things Franchising, where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. 
Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. Folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today, and we've been talking about breaking down the a franchise. So you've asked me many times, what does the process look like? What is the information I need to look for? Well, that's what we're talking about today. So as I mentioned, I wanted to share with you a, a story I was working with a, an executive. Well, let me back up just a bit. I was being interviewed by a corporate executive who wanted to buy a franchise. Now, I knew he was interviewing four brokers. I knew I was the last broker that he was interviewing. I also knew that all the other brokers they would probably be regurgitating the same information about franchising. And this man was brilliant. So I knew that he'd already done his homework. I didn't need to tell him that. What I needed to tell him is what I was going to do for him that was going to be different. He proceeded to tell me that he had already reached out to some franchisors He had gone to what is called Discovery Day. That's when you actually go to the location of the home office. And that is many times when they sign the documents, they sign the contracts. He had been to two of those and didn't sign the contracts. He proceeded to tell me that the two that he had chosen was a a stop-and-go type concept. So it was a 24-hours convenience store, had gas pumps. The other one was a a sub shop, Subway sandwich shop. It wasn't Subway, but it was like sub sandwiches with a sandwich shop. At that point, I said to him, I don't know why you would have considered either of those concepts. And he sat back a little bit. He was taken off guard just a bit. And he said, why would you say that? I said, you've already told me a little bit about your life. The kids are gone. You're single. You just reconnected with your high school sweetheart who is single as well. This will never work for you. You will never have time to spend together. And those trips that you want to take on the weekend, they will not happen. He says, but she can work in the business with me. And I don't believe in leading someone down a path that that is clearly not going to work. Remember I mentioned, I want to make sure that it fits into your family dynamics. And I said, that will never work for either one of those concepts. In fact, a year later, you will probably not even be together because at three o'clock in the morning, when that next person is supposed to come in to take over that shift and they don't show up, guess who gets to show up? You get to show up. So needless to say, he did choose me and I put him in a commercial cleaning company. That 
I put him in a commercial cleaning company because it would allow him to have some weekends and he can hire people to clean the commercial buildings in the evenings. So it was a much better fit for him and for his life and what he wanted his future to look like than any of the ones he was already looking at. So what I would say to you is to be open to the process. If you come in with a certain franchise brand in mind and, and you're not willing to look at what else is out there, you may be missing out on the better fit, the better fit. So if anything I have said has piqued your curiosity, if you want to have conversation, be sure to reach out to me. Send me an email, linda at empowerfranchiseconsulting.com. That's linda at the letter M, the word power, franchiseconsulting.com. I'd love to spend some time with you to see if there is any way that I can help you to find that, that perfect match for you. So just like with any other show, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And we all know that the word fear, we've, you've probably heard this, you've read this many times, that fear is the false evidence False evidence appearing real. Now, why do I think that's important for this? I think some of it is because when you're looking at a franchise, a lot of fear can come up. A lot of fear can come up. So it doesn't matter whether you've been laid off or maybe you were the lucky one that they kept and Now you find out that you're having to do the work for the four other people that they laid off. Don't you feel lucky there? Maybe all of that has driven you to look for um, another way to make money. So know that in this process, you'll be stepping outside your comfort zone. So the fear of change is always going to to be there. And it's just a way, it's just something that we would want to manage. We would want to make sure that all your questions are answered. You know, the fear of losing a paycheck. Remember I said, you don't leave, you don't get, uh, you don't get a corporate check on the first of the month and then expect to get a check at the 15th of the month for your newly lost franchise. It doesn't work that way. So it's all about preparing for that. There's also those preconceived ideas of the best industry. Like I said, he was looking at industries that he knew were probably going to be very, very um, fruitful but there's a lot of work that goes into those franchises. Um, I am not, I, I am not a big, uh, I won't probably will not show you a food franchise unless you specifically say I have experience in the food industry and I want to see food concepts, 
I will show you then. But the food industry and the restaurant industry is very fickle. Think about your own eating habits outside of the house. Think about when you go out to eat. You're driving down the street and you're going, oh, we ate there last week. Let's go down to the next one. Or there's a new place across the street. Let's go to that one. People are very fickle when it comes to eating out. And maybe there is a fear of being successful. You've never done it before. So being successful may be that fear. You don't know what you don't know. And again, that's where the franchising comes in because they have that plug and play system. They have all of that figured out. And if something comes up during the day, you just pick up the phone and you call headquarters and says, hey, this just happened. How do I handle it? I can assure you if they've been, re- been in business for long, they will have experienced that same thing. They know how to respond to most questions or to most crises. There's the fear of maybe not being supported by family and friends. You know, family and friends are going, yeah, but, you know, that's a great secure job. Man, you've been in that, you've been working for corporate for so long. I don't know. You don't know anything about this other. And they mean well. They mean well because they don't want you to be hurt. So we want to make sure that there's a comfort level, that you get the information. One of the steps in the process is talking to existing franchisees. So you'll have a phone call with maybe a franchisee that's in a different state, maybe a franchisee that has been in the business for 10 years, maybe a franchisee that's only been in the business for six months. You want to talk to both of those because you want to know what was their experience like. You can even ask them, how much money can I make? That's usually another question. How much money can you make? I can't, it's illegal for me to tell you you can make six figures because that would be a projection. Since this is a brand new company, that would be a projection and I'm, I'm not authorized to do that. But you can ask existing franchisees in other locations, how much did you make? How long did it take you to get in the black? And they'll tell you generally. They have nothing to lose. They have nothing to gain. They know that when they were in that process, those were questions they needed answered as well. You may also have a little bit of fear about being the boss, making the decisions. There again, the franchise model takes so much of the burden of that off of your shoulders because you have someone above you that you can reach out to and say, help me with this. Help me make this decision. So again, false evidence appearing real. As you go through this process, you may be seeing things that may appear to be real, but not necessarily as we dig a little bit deeper. Folks, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me today and continue to send me the emails. I love the feedback. I love your ideas. And let me know what industry 
you would like for me to spotlight next time because I'm going to continue to do these so that if you're interested in maybe a boutique, a spa, if you're interested in children's education, if you're interested in home health care, all of those are, interest, are industries that are represented in the franchise model. So again, thanks so much for being with me today on All Things Franchising, and I hope to see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.